Welcome to Timberwolves, the podcast, a show about our favorite team. We are the second most popular podcast on the Alibaba Network. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode six. Who's Scott. the best Timberwolves player to wear number six? Number six, Wolves. Uh, I don't know. There's been many sixes. That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of blanking. Well, I was thinking about because uh, Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps. We just saw him. We just saw him against uh, the Wolves the other night. Yeah. And he's r- running with the 3-6 at Latvia. <laughs> he's, he, he, he is the 6 right now. And to, uh, we'll have, have to we... look it up and see. Yeah. Here we go. Number 6 for the Wolves. You've heard of one of them. Oh, God. Dejuan Wheat in 1998. Sam Jacobson, uh, uh, who played for the U of M. 2001, Bracey Wright. I remember drafting him. 2006, 2007, Jason Hart in 2010. And the one you will know, and you will be mad that you don't know this one, from 2014. Oh, wait. 2014? There's so many guys who played on the team in 2014. Your boy from Purdue. Oh, Robbie Hummel! <laughs> Robbie Hummel wore number oh, six. Man, I'm sorry, Robbie. That's my bad. Robbie I, Hummel. I feel bad. I wish I could have a Hummel jersey. If there's any of those floating around, if we have people who work for the Timberwolves listening to this, and you know there are a couple of Hummel authentic jerseys floating around, maybe game signed. I think uh, family members of, of Robbie would be the only uh, people who have that for you, Scott. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> absolutely right about that. Episode six. Uh, Robbie Hubble sponsors this episode, you know, because it's his it's his jersey number from when he was with the Wolves. Uh, well, let's uh, hashtag bring back Robbie, <laughs> bring back Hummel, <laughs> bring back Hummel. Hey, we need that power forward spot. You know, we could use a we, we could use a guy who just has his heads up. You know, kind of uh, absolutely versatility. We could use you back, Robbie, in the states. Come on back. We need him. Back. We need him so bad. We're not winning games with it without him. You know, <laughs> that's right. It's tough times right now, Scott. The Wolves are slumping. Officially slumping. The Wolves have lost eight of nine or two and eight in their last 10 games. And uh, yeah, that's not a, that's not, that feels actually like the Timberwolves that we know. This is, feels like the Timberwolves we know and love. We were saying on previous podcasts, who is this team that is uh, winning us. with defense? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The and Wolves, the Wolves haven't won a game since we recorded our last episode of the podcast. Scott. <laughs> it's been a winless week. Yeah. Last win was last Wednesday against the Lakers. And also, I feel like the, the most discouraging loss of the season. I, I know yes. uh, you should all listen to the Hal. It's the Hal and T-Wolf podcast. They mm-hmm. talked about... They were talking about Sam Mitchell's comments after the Denver game that was here at Minnesota. And he said that that was the most disappointing loss of the season for them. Yeah. And uh, the Hal, the the guys there, they were talking about which the four or five losses they thought were more disappointing. Oh, and I thought that many. Or there was a few. And <laughs> yeah. so uh, you should Miami go, go listen to that podcast. <laughs> They're great. Um, but I thought like it, it was it was the most disappointing in a way. And like the way Sam Mitchell probably meant it was I read some I heard some pregame comments on uh, from Wiggins from a shoot around where he said. Uh, we should beat the Nuggets because we've been preparing for them for days. Like he, he said that they had been getting ready for this game and they had circled it and they were ready to wash away that terrible performance that in Denver from yeah. just the week yeah, before. That's, a, that's the problem. It's a, it's a sort of poor team that that just beat you. So you just should beat have, you should have some vitriol right. to you get should it going. Defend it at home, and then we came out so flat. That was like the first game of the year where I felt like. Should I watch the rest of this game? Can I turn Oof. it off? Because like there were so many turnovers and sloppy play. Yep. Jim Pete was calling it out on the call, just saying like, now that we've turned it over seven of the last ten possessions, now you know, uh, eight of the last eleven. Yes. And so it, it was really hard to watch, and it was the first time I felt like this Timberwolves team was the team from last year, where you're just like, 
why am I tuning in? We are tanking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we all know what's happening here. Yeah, I was in the building for that for that game on, oh, uh, on Tuesday. You know, it was good to be back in the. Oh wait, in the, in the, in I actually place. saw you on TV. I didn't uh, tell you this before this oh, podcast. Yeah. I, was I saw like you crying. On, I saw you on TV. I was and in the hand. It was. It wasn't hard to find you because there was like nobody there. <laughs> that is one of the more dead nights I've seen at Target Center in a while. It's Tuesday night, tough times. I, I Not you, a marquee opponent at all. So yeah, you, you tweeted from our our Twitter account at yeah. Wolvescast, that the, and I agree with this 100 percent because I. I hear the same thing watching at home. It, the advantage, the silver lining of the silence is that you can hear everything KG's yelling. It, like it's yeah. such a different game when no one's there because you can hear not only what KG's yelling, calls. you can yell the coaches. You, yep. you can hear everything. And it's amazing what they're saying to each other out there. Yeah, those are the types of things we look forward to when the wolves are getting killed and there's no one in the room. You know, it's just like, oh, well, at least I get to hear a little bit of the, you know, the chatter, a little bit of the action. You know, the difference I would say with this losing streak is on one hand, we are not in the like we're in every game, kind of like yeah. oh we're in it, kind yep. of at the end. But it hasn't felt like uh, the moral victory it did earlier in the season when right. we were in games because now it's happening. It, we're getting beat in the fourth quarter so consistently. It feels like one of those things where teams are just showing up in the fourth quarter against us. Like they kind of toy with us for three quarters. They get a little surprised in the first half when they say, "Oh wow, this first time it's been Towns. He's good." Or yeah. "Oh crap, look at Wiggins. He's he's made a jump from last year." And uh, they get caught. And, you know, off guard right away, but uh, now words out in the league. Yep, scouting or, is happening, especially in the second half of games. That was my uh-huh. point. Is that in the second half of games they come out and they say, "Okay, fourth quarter, we we'll take this. it to them." And in the, some of these games, we'll be with them, possession for possessions. The Suns game, the Trailblazers game, I think it was. No, it was the Clippers game that was at home. Yep, uh, where we're just trading possessions in the fourth, and we're just it's not enough. And we are the one who makes the dumb mistake. Towns fouling DeAndre away from the ball in that Clippers game. Oh yeah, but in the Knicks game last night, we. We had like a, I forget exactly the possession, but we had a bad possession where it was like after that, I was like, well, yep, that's it. Uh-huh. You know, because when you're just going tit for tat in the end of the fourth quarter, the team that blinks first loses. Yeah. And so we typically blink first because we just get a little jittery. Yes. Towards the ends of games. You know, and I think a lot of the slump is, is kind of the wolves coming back down to earth. I think to start the season, things were surprisingly good. And we wondered if this was sustainable. And I think, obviously, that it's something that it's going to be an up and down season. Hopefully, we have more moments like the beginning of this season. But for the most part, I think what we're going to get is kind of where we are right now. I mean, we can't lose sight of the fact that the most important players on this team are 20, 20 years old, 21 years old, uh, you know, and super young. This team needs to come together again because yep. when Flip... When Flip passed away at the beginning of the season, it seemed like there, it had a galvanizing effect on the team camaraderie. It seemed like there was a let's win it for Flip attitude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Sam Mitchell said that some of the players were just getting mentally weak in the last Denver game where they yeah. were uh, getting down on themselves or like feeling getting, sorry for themselves. Feeling sorry for themselves yeah. is what he said. Yeah. And I think we are getting to the point where a season where we're seeing things like maybe Kevin Martin being trade, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shab- we talked last week about maybe Shabazz's agent uh, leaking information yep. about, you know, trades cause he wants more minutes for Shabazz. And so I think now that we're getting more into like the minutes dis- discussion, uh, probably they're talking about how many shots they each get in the locker room. So we're probably moving away from that like team. Let's do it for this purpose. All pulling the court in the same direction. Yeah. A little 
little bit. Let's hope the vets, especially as the season hope. goes on. Trade trades are now open. It's trading season. Trade season. Let's, hope, so, let's hope the vets can hold things together in the locker room. That's why you have them around for moments like this when the team is, you know, again lost eight to nine and 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 really needs the vet presence in the locker room to keep everyone together. And we thought we were we we thought coming into the season we were going to be a below four hundred team. Right. And then <laughs> four hundred. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. We're saying this could be a five hundred team. This yeah. could be a team that's close to five hundred. Yeah. Haynes in games. And now it seems like with this kind of losing streak, I don't know, you drop this many games, it's hard to come back unless you're going to win like 10 in a row or yeah. something. And so I think maybe what happens with this losing streak is if we are, or if our true talent is a 500 team, which who knows, but if we play 500 the rest of the season, this losing streak might be enough for us to keep our pick. Yeah. So maybe it was just, you know, a painful two weeks. I mean, I'm sure we'll have another slump like this in the season somewhere. But, you know, the good news is we could play well for the rest of the season now and probably still keep our pick. Well, and something that this slump has brought up are the Kevin Martin trade rumors, as we uh, have just alluded to. You know, uh, John Krasinski uh, um, the other evening uh, posted that, you know, the Wolves are possibly looking at moving Kevin Martin. And something that I thought was interesting in his write up about it was that the Wolves were holding Pat at the beginning of the season um, because things did start out so well. You know, and hey, what if we can make a playoff run? What if, you know, we do need Kevin Martin around. But now, since, um, you know, things have gone south a little bit here in December, um, you know, possibly he is being offered up on the trade market. Uh, you know, apparently there's a couple teams so, interested. So I saw let's this, talk about I this, saw this news bit. break this morning. And, yeah. and I want to say first and foremost, don't get it twisted. I love John Krasinski. Yeah. Great follow, a must follow for Wolves fans. Yeah. If you don't listen to his You Betcha Basketball podcast on the Male Pattern Baldness Network. Male, male podcast pattern, network. Yeah, yeah. It's the Star Tribune. <laughs> yeah. Uh, AM 1500. Male, male no, Pattern Star Pod. Tribune. Yeah. Male Pattern Pod. And that's a must listen. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite Wolves podcasts right now. And, um, but, I was also kind of, uh, everyone reported this like it was some new news or something. Like, it's been an open secret Kevin Martin's been on the trade block. Like, right. I don't think, you know, I, they might have said one thing. And so them changing their tune is worth reporting on because it's at yeah. least them changing their official stance. But I felt like we knew that Kevin Martin is a tradable asset. He's always been the like, most likely one. to be traded. Right. And, uh, you know, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's someone that, you know, I think, you know, Kevin Martin's been brought up as someone that's possibly blocking time um, from some of the young guys. Uh, You know, Sam Mitchell and the whole line from the team this year has been this year's development, you know. And so that means, um, you know, guys like Levine and and, and Shabazz Muhammad are are potentially being held back by Kevin Martin starting right now. And it's getting Um, bad. And I mean, also with uh, Kevin Martin missing some time now with the wrist injury, injury, you have to know that you should trade like at one hand we were saying let him play with ricky let him start for a few weeks and yeah. get his value up and he did have a 37 point game that's pretty good for you to raise a your value games, yeah. yeah a couple good games he's, he, he was rounding into form and yep. that's good that's good for building value but at some point you have to realize if he's going to injure his wrist that deletes all the value so yeah, maybe maybe like we're saying year. let's just we got lucky his uh, the x-rays on the wrist came back just to bruise so let's cut bait while we can because there's just not enough time on the wing for him right now. Because he's blocking minutes yep. from Shabazz and other players. And he doesn't play good defense. He's a ball stopper on offense. It's pretty frustrating to watch him. Yeah, he's even, not having a great year. Even when the shots are going in. And it's just it's tough to watch on this team. I think that's actually a very... What a crazy thing. What a crazy <laughs> thing. Because we got Kevin Martin 
three years ago for Cage, for Kevin Love's final season. Yeah, we you know for for making a playoff, you know for for going for it, getting vets signed and, with the team. Yeah. We don't get many free agent signs. We didn't yeah. do a sign and trade for him, right? From OKC. No, I think he just signed out, right? Yeah, I think he was a free agent. We don't we don't get a lot of those. No, that doesn't him in He there. wanted to come play for for Adelman. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> His old they, buddy. They go way back yeah. and. Uh, we said, is he immediately the best shooting guard in Timberwolves team history? Could it be? The Timberwolves history of shooting guards is... It's weak. It's very shallow, it's, everybody. It's, it's, it's pretty weak. I mean, Spreewell, is he, he's more of like a... I think of him more small of like forward. a small forward. Yeah. He's like a shooting guard like Wiggins is a shooting guard. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's the first person I think of. You know, I guess you could say the same thing with Cassell. Is like he wasn't a point guard. He was a, he was a two guard. Maybe that. Um, Wally. Wally was maybe more of a three as well. So mm-hmm. we really haven't had a pure two like Martin. Brandon like, Roy? Two <laughs> games? Man. That's what I'm saying. This, this two guard has it's been. It's surprising how often we bring up Brandon Roy. <laughs> For, I think he probably he played like fewer than five regular season Wolves games. I think like five, six, seven is right where he was. It's just like we just want to have the corner on Brandon Roy mentions in the NBA podcast sphere. There's a lot of NBA podcasts out there. We want to make sure we bring up Brandon Roy. There's a lot of Brandon Roy jerseys on eBay. Let me tell you, I have We still have an autographed Brandon Roy basketball, basketball. <laughs> from being season ticket members that season. That like. I don't know what to do with it. Like we, we talked about playing with it. We talked about just like filling it with there and playing with it. Because, bring like, it to the black tap. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. We'll give away on the podcast. That's what we'll do. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. That's <laughs> coming a great soon. Idea. Coming yeah. soon to a podcast near you. New contest. Stay tuned. So yeah. um another another thing about the Kevin Martin trade. Just yeah. some questions that I feel like there's so many different angles to approach us from. Who wants a Kevin Martin? Who it wants seems him? like Who wants well, him? when you come up with strategies, you know, I have no doubt that if we traded a second round pick the Sixers who are underneath the salary floor would take on his contract and say, now we have a vet on our team. There was rumors this week about them bringing in Shane Batty and Elton Brand to be their vets for yeah. like their young lineup. seems like Jerry Colangelo wants to do You're saying we that. have to attach a second round pick? Or maybe we get a second round pick back. They have a lot of them. I but see. either way, I like I'm, I could see something like that happening. Maybe we can get a second round pick right, from get Philly a couple from picks them. back. Maybe even two. They have yeah. like 15 of them. I could them. see two seconds. They have so many. And and uh, that could be a win-win. But the thing was, is the Timberwolves going to do that to Kmart? Like, I feel like we've Ooh. especially with the Timberwolves who have tried to keep like good relationships with their players it's really weird sometimes you think like smart, usually take smart basketball teams treat it like business and sometimes the Timberwolves don't treat it like business they treat it like family and so like I'm not sure if we would trade him to a bad scenario I mean we would definitely try to run any trade by him first I think yeah and then so like I think Kevin Martin's not going to go to Philly. Yeah, I think what what might alter that in this situation is that he has a player option this summer and can opt out of his de- out, out of his deal. Like Corey Brewer did when we traded him. So we traded him to the Rockets with the condition that Corey that would he opt, opt out. in. Oh, no, he, he opt out, out so he could yeah. resign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. I would, think he, would he opt out? That's he's another got question. Fle- he's got flexibility with that. So no matter where he goes, he doesn't have to stay there. You Sacramento know, apparently is interested, and he's been there before. I think that's the most likely. Grizzlies and Sacramento are the two teams that most people are talking about right now, and I think. Sacramento makes sense. They're kind of a borderline playoff team right now. I mean, they, they probably have dreams of making the playoffs, bringing in vets, you know, like Rudy Gay and, and Rondo and, and, and stuff to surround around Cousins. I think they'd be interested in him. He has a history there. Um, you know, the Grizzlies need shooting. So maybe one of those teams, I think he'd be happy there with those two teams potentially making the playoffs. What I would like, you know, we should call up Golden State. Where are they? Yeah. On the tax line or whatever, because they have a couple of guys <laughs> who never get any playing time, like McAdoo or whatever. <laughs> they have some interesting guys on the far end of their bench or like, you know, 
can we get Bazemore? You know, like, I don't know about that. I don't know if we could get, like, an NBA rotation quality player for Kevin Martin. I don't think we can get a rotation quality right. player. Right. That's but something that Wolves, get, need to under, if, Wolves fans need If to we get a fringe, like, end of the bench kind of guy, maybe someone we send to the D League. Yep. Like, some guy with some upside or a pick would be great. And a second round pick. That's the best we can hope for. Yeah. Uh, unless you get, like, a really dumb team, which they exist. It happens every year. There's a trade where everyone says, what? Yeah. I just don't know. That I mean, that would be a coup for well, Milt Newton. Milt Newton, if he pulls off a trade that is like he rips off another team for Kevin Martin. Let's keep him around. That's Could, job security yeah, right there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Kevin Martin. Yeah, I think Wolves fans need to sort of temper their expectations for what the Wolves could get back. It's exciting to always hear about, oh, your your team's involved in trade talks. The real advantage is not who we get to come back. It's what we can do with those minutes That's right. that he has now vacated. Addition and I, by I, subtraction. I was wondering, though, like, does it make us shallow a little bit at the win? Because if Kevin Martin's gone. And let's say Shabazz gets injured. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we're forced to starting Levine at the two. And who's the two coming off the bench for us then? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's exactly what it'll be. We, we think, will be sort of forcing ourselves depth. to be thinner. I think we had this depth to start of the season because we figured there would be injuries. Yeah. And you know, thankfully <laughs> there has not. So far, so good. So far. Yeah. Uh, speaking of depth, we got lots of point guard depth right now. Uh, Wolf sent Tyus Jones down to the D League. Um, about a week ago, maybe Boise? Week, week and a half ago, Boise, Idaho, uh, the Stampede, I believe, down there. He's balling, obviously, averaging 23 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals through four games. Um, you got to think it feels so good to play basketball well, again. Just, for yeah, him. just to play. Just to play in games. Just to play and get out there and, and, you know, get some reps, get some competition, you know, just get some real games happening. Um, you know, I think it obviously is always a good thing for for any player who's sitting way down at the end of the bench as to get down there. I just saw Brandon Jennings is actually going to play in some D-League games for yeah, Detroit's man. team because he's coming back from injury let's, and let's just wants do to get this. It going. The D-League is the future. Yeah. The D-League is the new minor leagues. we got to embrace it 100%. We should have our own D-League team. We've been over this in yeah. past shows, so, and so check so out our archive. Re- reiterating, <laughs> the Wolves need a D-League team more than we need a new Jumbotron. Tyus is shooting a lot of threes down there, Scott. What, what, what do you think that's about? Do you think he can be a, someone who can be a um, three-point specialist in the league? I think, think this is what the, I, I think about that, which is, so I've seen Tyus. I saw him in high school. I saw him really playing a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And even in high school, I had the impression watching him, he reminded me, his game reminded me of CP3 mm-hmm. in the sense that just like dominated the ball, but also knew how to like position his body around the court to throw passes, to set up people with good angles and passes. It seemed really smart about body positioning, taking care of the ball. I wish Zach and had that. And shooting. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> seems like Tyus, yeah. Well, Tyus and Zach, different ends of the spectrum. Different guys, yeah. Zach has got all the athleticism and he's catching up on the IQ and Tyus is maybe one of the smarter players on our team, yeah. IQ-wise, but yeah. is just Not athletically gifted. challenged. Yeah. And so that's why I'm happy he's shooting threes because that's how... That's how small guys do it in the league. He must uh-huh. be looking at Steph Curry, who, sorry, everybody, if he can't shoot threes, he doesn't have the muscle to be in this league. You know, he, he's not somebody who could be a ground and pound point guard to a certain extent because he's kind of thin and I don't want him to gain too much weight because then the shot gets messed up, you sure. know. But he's a skinny dude. And I think that Tyus might, must look at Steph and say, that's my road to success yeah. is getting this three point shot down. And he's I mean, been nailing be, it. You know, obviously, you know, the MVP is <laughs> someone that lots of people are looking at and trying to be like, but, you know, I think Tyus is the same body type and that's some 
someone he can really emulate and say, can, if I can get a, some of this game, some of this style, then I can maybe make it in the league. Unfortunately, he's even smaller than Steph. <laughs> Steph has <laughs> got okay shorter. like height at least for a point guard. But uh, maybe maybe Tyus should start watching some J.J. Barea game footage. Tyus is um, going to be recalled to the Wolves um, after this weekend. Um, Idaho has eight days off, so they want to bring Tyus back um, into the fold. Obviously, this is interesting because it kind of it kind of coincides with the with the talks of Martin being traded. So I think there's lots of conspiracy around that. But and also, apparently, we rested Martin. We rested Martin because of his wrist. But like, what if it's like he's good enough to go, and we just don't want him to injure himself or something? Could be. Could be. Time will tell. We'll see. Tyus well, is coming. The question back. is, I saw that uh, man who it was. I feel like it was Krasinski mm-hmm. or Doogie Darren Wolfson who tweeted this today. It was it was Doogie, I think, that said that the Wolves are cautiously optimistic uh, Kevin Martin will play against the Canes because the Canes are one of the teams interested in him. <laughs> so they do have a reason to run him out there against the Canes. Show him off a little bit. Great. That's uh, That'll do it for our main segment, some talking points from this week. Let's get out of the slump. Let's just, let's, just, let's just get rid of that. You know what I mean? Let's just move forward. It's a new week. It's a new podcast. You know, so let's it get feels a win. Like the Timberwolves on this losing streak, eight, losing eight out of their past nine games. Oof. feels like when you come home from vacation to a messy house or you're just like, oh, yeah, I remember this. This, this stuff. Well, good. We'll be right back. Uh, we have a sponsor coming up and some more segments. Stick around. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Neil, I've been cleaning my house lately, and I stumbled upon a box filled with old movie and sports tickets. You might have a box like that where you just throw all your tickets when you clean them out of your pockets at the end of the day. I had forgotten about how many games that I have gone to in the past five years. Also, how many weird movies I saw, but that's a different point. What a trip down memory lane that was. I have, I saw in that box of tickets, I have a ticket from March 9th, 2012, Ricky Rubio Torres ACL. I also have one from December 30th, 2013, when Ed Malloy didn't call a foul on Sean Marion as he had Kevin Love taking a game-winning three-pointer. I almost got thrown out of that. I even have a ticket from December 3rd, 2014, when we lost to the 0-17 Sixers in what was easily the worst basketball game I've ever watched. I stopped watching NBA basketball for three days after that just because I felt I felt bad in, uh, on the inside about the sport. You know, memories like these, they can't be digitized. I find my box of tickets every few months whenever I'm cleaning and I wonder if I should just throw it in the trash. I'm always like, uh, this is full of old paper. Uh, I gotta really clean this room. And then I always keep it because it's hard to, you can't pay for a memory trip like that. I mean, when's the last time you looked at your Facebook photo album titled Summer 07? Call your Timberwolves season ticket representative today and say no to flash sheets because memories should always leave a paper trail. This message was paid for by the United Scrapbookers Against Flash Sheets. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag, so if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. 
Scott, let's open up some mail, digging into the big old bag that you guys sent us. Thank you for reaching out to us. You can do that so at WolvesCast. Reach out to us on Twitter at WolvesCast. Go to TimberwolvesThePodcast.com and contact us. We have a form you can fill out there. Either one of those will get your message straight from you to us. We really like to hear from you and hear what types of things you're thinking of. Just drop us a line. It would be cool. Our first question today comes to us from Chris. He is at WolvesFan329 on Twitter. Chris has written to us before. He's a repeat offender, and I love it. I love you, Chris. Appreciate it. That's the thing, too. Even if you've asked a question, you don't get just one. You, you can have you as many throughout the you season. Don't, you don't have to save your questions. Multiple because podcasts. You get unlimited week. questions. Right. We always need some help. We, always we don't have unlimited people. answers, but you can definitely ask unlimited questions. So Chris writes, what, what can we do to convince the wolves to bring back the army in section 121 uh, yet again this year? Without them, the crowd energy is down. The, and yet with the improvement in the team, this is exactly the time we need crowd energy to be up and being loud. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Chris. T- thank you very much, Chris. T Wolves Army. They, I noticed um, it. They were uh, right behind the basket uh, on in section one twenty one um, at the top of the lower level. Um, you may have um, seen them if you went to Wolves games in the last couple of years. They're not there this year. There's a little bit of drama going on online that we saw with, with that. I think people, the official, people wondering. official word from Jeff, our friend, Munich Jeff Yunke, yeah, who is your friend, too. Just reach out to him. The most personable dude. Yeah. So personable. More personable than us. And I feel like we're a little too nice for our own good sometimes. He's the oldest tenured, the longest tenured uh, member in, in the Timberwolves franchise. He's been, he's the only person who's been working there since day one. Isn't wow. That amazing? <laughs> Crunch. Not even Glenn Taylor. Get out of here, Crunch. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Wow. You got that's, moon. that's insane. Yeah. That's a crazy fact right there. Yeah. And I know that uh, the official word from him and uh, one of the members of the Army is that they are working on plans to bring it back next season and how they can do it differently and maybe better in the future, Um, especially as the team gets better and they want to sell those tickets. They used to give those tickets to the Army and so for free. And um, which was definitely worth it because they're not the best seats in the lower level. They're one of the worst seats in the lower yeah. level. And obviously having that energy in seasons where we were lottery bound, it was really useful. Um, I've noticed the missing this year. I haven't gone to many games. Like I said, I'm getting married <laughs> 15 days from today. I'm getting married and I'm, I've only been to Start the counter. I've only been, Oh, the counter has been going since like 45 days. Let me tell you. It, no, I mean, start the mention counter on, oh, this, sure. on this episode. Did I mention it's three or four? I think my, last day, my days of being single are almost over. And so I've only been to one Timberwolves game this season. So I'm watching more games at home than I ever have, mm-hmm. which is good because I get more Jim Pete. Yep, but that's it, a great, uh, great sign. It's weird to watch so many Timberwolves games on TV at, when they're at home. And it just seems empty. It seems like a really quiet. Every time I watch it, it seems like uh, our state doesn't care about basketball. It seems like we have pretty bad fans and that, you know, you couldn't pay someone to show up to these games. They and now that's great little cheers and stuff, you know? Yeah, and I, I truly believe all sports teams, you'll see this. The fans come back the year after success. Right. And so I think next year you'll see the people in the stands again, which is all the more reason to bring back the army. Come on, bring back the army. It's, bring, it's, you get, you, no one's sitting in those seats. Those bring, seats are not good. You can give those seats away again. Bring back the army. I think that's, that's for sure going to happen. But I think maybe, um, you know, bring back the army. And if you have to, downsize them. You know, I think it doesn't need to be sure. 40 or 50 people. I think it can be a strong 20 that's getting everybody else in the area or even in the crowd just after, you know, Ricky scores to do, Rue, V, oh. Here, here's my theory. They have all these different cheers. And I think they can get people going. They don't need a whole section of people. We've gotten to maybe a 100 basketball games together over the last couple of years. Yeah. And so you'll know this is true. 
And I'm loud at games. I like to be loud. It can I, be. I can be a little rough with the refs. Yeah. If, Boisterous. If I don't get a call, I'll let them know. <laughs> Unless there's someone else loud in my section, in which case I'll let him handle that. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if he's listening, but we sat in section he 124. Is. He's still there. I'm not sure if he's listening. Hopefully he is. But there's a guy who has been a season ticket member forever who just sat two rows behind us. And he's like, oh, these guys are garbage. Yeah. Couldn't play like that when you were here, Derek. Yeah, that's it, one of his famous lines. Oh. He's calling out former Wolves. Yeah, you couldn't, couldn't do it when you're here. Couldn't do it when you're and here. And then these guys are garbage was the other one. And yeah. I loved him because he, what a heckler. And I didn't have to heckle as much. But I believe if you have one heckler or one loud person in your section, everyone else in your section feels more free to chime up. They don't. Oh, okay, I, I can do this too. No, no longer like acting like you know they're in school or something where they're like, oh, that yeah. guy's yelling really loud. I can at least pipe up a little bit. And so if there's one loud person in every section, you get the murmur at least going on. Right. And so I will be that loud person in my section. I firmly believe it. And you can see how that can affect a game. Uh, we've probably all sat in a section in a sporting event sometime where you have like one really fun, loud guy, right. who's maybe a little obnoxious, but is having a good time and you're laughing at him or with him sometimes. Like it could have a galvanizing effect on your whole section and experience. That's why I'm saying we don't need maybe like as many army members, but if you have a, like a core of like 20 people going yes. nuts. Yes. And starting then the fans in that section who aren't part of the army are going to start going loud too. That's the idea of having the army in the lower bowl is that they just that by them starting the noise, everybody else feels more liberated to make some noise. Come on back next year. T wolves army. Come on. It'll be, it'll be cool. We we'll need we'll them for at the very least we'll for the ESPN year. camera shots where they need to like zoom in on a fanatic and be like, Fancy yeah. or so crazy Look passionate. at this guy's belly. Yeah, and so we need that back. Next question comes to us from Tim. His uh, Twitter handle is at Timberwolves, capital T-I-M, another M, Berwolves. So, you know, Tim, at Timberwolves, Tim I see what you Timberwolves is taken, so he doubled up the M. Timmy Berwolves. Tim writes, hey guys, it seems like for the first time in a long time, the Western Conference is actually weaker than the Eastern Conference. Could this mean the Wolves have a shot at the playoffs this season? Thank you very it's much for your question, You're Tim. Right, Tim. It's been weird. Unfortunately, Tim, I think your question might be a few weeks too late. I think that ship has sailed, and at least for me, it was never a ship that was in port in my brain. What if I were to tell you this, Neil? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you two different facts, and both are true. Okay, hit me with the facts. At 9-16, and 16, the Timberwolves have the third worst record in the Western Conference. Okay. Only the Pelicans and the Lakers are worse than us. But what if I were to tell you... What separates us from the Pelicans, the 13th and the 14th spot, is two games. We're 9 and 16. They're 7 and 18. Wow. They win two games extra. We're tied. If we lose two games extra, and there's been a lot of close ones, we're tied with the Pelicans for the spot below us. Or if we won two more games, we'd be tied for the eighth seed in the playoffs right now. We're so bunched up between spot 8 and spot 13 in the Western Conference. The Nuggets are 11 and 14. So if we went 11 and 14 instead of 9 and 16, that's just when two of those close games, we would be tied with the Nuggets for the eighth seed. While the Wolves, you know, are, um, you know, were hovering around 500 and, you know, even Mike Owen low streak and continue to be there. It'd be nice, you know, to, 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 I think, finish around 500. You know, I just think the Wolves just have too many young guys to really, to really ever really have a good uh, hope to, to be in the top eight in the West. Too many pe- You have to learn how to win in this league. It's we'll unfortunate. See. I think this surprising team is because the Jazz have lost Rudy Gobert and have gone three and seven cents in their last 10 games. The Wolves are the worst team in the, in the division. So I, I just don't. Mm. I think both the Blazers and the Nuggets That's are the, better than the Nuggets. Us, have so. surprised me, and the Nuggets honestly. The Blazers too. I thought the Blazers would be worse than us, and tip, they're not. Tip your cap to 
Mike Malone. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's part, part of the Denver organization. You get rid of the toxic players. I'm a huge Ty Lawson <laughs> fan, but apparently he had worn out his welcome. I don't know yeah. if he was a good influence in that <laughs> locker room. It's Kenneth Freed. Is uh, maybe not the t- clubhouse leader guy you want. <laughs> exactly. But it seems like uh, Mike Malone has uh, got them competing every night. You, they have that built-in home court advantage because of the altitude. Mm-hmm. They're prob- I think they're very similar in talent to the Wolves. Yeah. But they, they, they've won the games against us now. They've yeah. won three of four or two of three. Yeah. You know, and, you know, for the Wolves, too, it's, you know, I think it's just the wrong lens to look at this season. I've, I've felt it throughout the whole year. You know, it's nice to get out to that good start and get wins in Chicago and in Atlanta and Miami. That's really cool. But, you know, I, it's just, you know, to look at the season, playoffs are not something, you know, it's obviously a great goal to have. But really, all we really need to see this year is development of the young guys, make that happen and, and keep moving forward. I think it will be next year. I think it will be, too. I'm all ready for it. I'm ready for it. All right, that's all for Mailbag. Thanks for sending us your questions. Please keep them coming. We're going to keep doing shows, and we need questions. So thank you very much for sending in your questions. Make sure you continue to listen. We uh, are going to review some food from Target Center. Mm, I'm feeling hungry. Yeah, get get that hunger in your belly going. Give me a snack. Get that hunger going because uh, we're going to talk about food coming up. Stick around. Timberwolves, the podcast. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Andrew Wiggins' NBA career is off to a fantastic start. He was drafted number one overall in the 2014 draft and was the rookie of the year. Maple Jordan already seems destined for basketball stardom and he's only 20 years old. Many great talents have suited up in a Timberwolves uniform over the years, but none have had a Target Center concession stand item named after them until now. The Wiggy Witch is a toasted Nutella and marshmallow panini and is one of over two dozen new food items at Target Center this year. I tried it this past week and came away impressed. The Witch is something of a dessert treat, and the creamy duo of Nutella and marshmallow blend together nicely. It's the type of thing a little kid would come up with which is fitting because Wiggins is not yet an adult in the eyes of the law. The strange but satisfying combo of ingredients reminds me of s'mores-flavored Pop-Tarts, or what would it be like to make a French toast sandwich that your little cousin mm. prepared for you. Yeah. Mm. The Wiki Witch is simple and enjoyable, but is taken to another level by the presentation. The panini is branded with Andrew Wiggins' number 22, just as it appears on his jersey. Is this a gimmick? Yes. Is it a super fun gimmick? Also Yes. But the lighthearted surprises don't stop there. Served up alongside with your sandwich is a tiny carton of milk. What better way to wash down this gooey treat than with four ounces of Lando Lake skim milk? $11 is a little steep for the amount of food you're actually consuming here, but you'd be hard-pressed to find something more fun to spend that money on. My Timberwolves, the podcast rating, 8 out of 10 spin moves through the paint. Yes, the awards and accolades are piling up for young Wiggins, and you can add this review of the Wiggy Witch to the list. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with another segment. It's Timberwolves, the podcast.
Yes, indeed. It is time to predict the future. We are predicting it. And uh, we're going to the crystal ball and the right. tarot cards. We got them all laid out here. We are um, summoning um, the spirits. We are listening to the spirit. seance. We're s- summoning the spirit of Darko Milicic. All, all those things are happening right now in order for us to bring you some predictions. Right now, we want to update you on some whoa, of our the old... The lights just got dark in here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Flickering. A crow just flew through the room. Crazy. That's 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 something that's something else. The weather outside is nice, but I saw a crack of lightning. Snap, snap! <laughs> wow, um, pretty creepy, pretty creepy stuff here. First of all, we're going to update you on some of our old predictions. Oh, we've made some bad ones. Some past predictions. Uh, my prediction from the first week was the Wolves will be above 500 at the end of 2015. That seems impossible at this point. I mean. It's not going to come I, true. We don't technically have enough games actually left in the season. Yeah, uh, it's or not left happen. in the month. So no, yeah, yeah, incorrect. Yep. There's a. Sa- I'm going to save you the trouble of putting in a sound effect. I'm just going to make that <laughs> sound right there for you. Right. Big red X through that one. Um, Scott predicted Wiggins will have 40 in a game. He didn't really say. When. I said relatively soon though. I want to like trust you, me. If Wiggins scores. 40 points in March. I'm going to take all the credit for this. I am going to be on this podcast boasting. But honestly, if I'm being real with the listeners, because who else can I be real with but you? End of January, maybe? I said said he would do it in the next few months. And I thought in the time that I said that, I honestly thought I should have said by New Year. All right. Well, I'd like to go first with my prediction, if that's okay with you. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Start us off with your prediction for the Wolves right now. Timberwolves fans. Mm -hmm. Timberwolves blogosphere. Fellow podcasters and Twitter engineers, I'm sorry to tell you this because I have taken the pulse of the community and I know where we're at. Sam Mitchell is the future coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Next season, Sam Mitchell will be full-time head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Don't say it, Scott. Twitter is about to blow up on you. You know what? They are so mad about Sam. Take take what we know about Glenn. Yeah. Do you think we could hire a different coach and then tell Sam to go back to being the assistant? Or say, hey, you're no. demoted again. It's not happening. So we're Glenn is looking at this as I could hire someone else, but it means I'll lose Sam, and I will have put someone out in the cold that he has. I feel like genuine respect for, mm-hmm. and I don't think you could look at this Timberwolves season so far, wins and losses be damned, and say that this season has been a failure. I feel like this season has been a success, and you know. Maybe that's just because of the natural talent of Carl Anthony Towns that cannot be denied. <laughs> and you could make maybe even make the argument that the Timberwolves are thriving this year because of the work the players did without our coaches. They went off in the summer and did some real training, learned some stuff, it seems like, especially with Wiggins. But if I were so to another say... another year. You're, if I were to coming say, back. No Thibodeau, no Scotty Brooks, there's no way Taylor names. There's no way Taylor's going to be able to look at the end of the season at Sam and say he did a bad job because... If we have a lottery pick and it seems like we have a bright future, he did a good job. If we lose our pick because we traded it away and it's uh, protected and we kind of make a run for the playoffs, it's, then Taylor will really say he did a good job because we got so many wins. And so I feel like Sam Mitchell's a win-win. As long as he doesn't like threaten <laughs> a reporter with death or bodily harm at some point in the season, which might happen. I think at some point it might happen. He's going to give a reporter the Shabazz elbow. That's what I'm saying. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He's going to throw oh my a gosh. bow. He's going to throw a bow. Great reference. Man, I can't <laughs> believe Shabazz didn't get thrown out of that game. That was crazy. I had to explain that to Matthew Paul, my friend, who doesn't, he's not a huge basketball junkie. So I'm like throwing, doing the rewind. I'm like, yeah, that should get you thrown out of games. <laughs> that was 
pretty, consensus. It was pretty intentional. I think with 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 um, with Mitchell though, I think him being back next year it might might actually work for the Wolves when you look at a very zoomed out sort of look at the team. Which have, coaches are available to have one more year and to to give him one more year with the team, and then you know flip the switch on the coach situation a little bit further down the line, maybe a little bit further into the you know the team possibly getting closer to not just being in the playoffs, but being a contender and you know, a couple Neil, of years down the road. Maybe that's when yeah. we should change, guys. You know what, Neil? I'm not sure if you've heard, but it sounds like Glenn Taylor is going to sell a percentage of this team, a, yeah. a large percentage, maybe up to 30%. Mm-hmm. But the idea that the new minority owner will become the majority owner over time. Someday. And something I've heard is that new owners of teams like to bring in their own personnel. Uh-oh, you Milt. saw it with the Bucks and how they rudely dismissed their former coach to bring in Jason Kidd. Yeah, who like maybe tanked his way out of Brooklyn so he could go to the Bucks, yeah. and so well in that case even Milts would be in trouble. <laughs> you know you, what you don't want to do right before you bring new owners in is sign a long term coach. You don't want right. to sign Tom Thibodeau for five years and You're have right. him on the books for the new owners. So it's just another reason why I am fairly certain Sam Mitchell, the coach of the 2016-2017 Minnesota Timberwolves, will be making or breaking the playoffs with him. There you go. It has been predicted right there. Okay, my prediction uh, for this episode is Kevin Martin will not be the only Timberwolves player moved at the trade deadline at or before the trade deadline. That's right. I know we talked a little bit about Shabazz mm. uh, being um, someone that other teams covet. I'm not sure if he'll be the guy. I think there might be. We didn't make a bobblehead of him this year. There's a Gorgie Jane bobblehead, but no Shabazz bobblehead. We're not trading Ga- Jane. No. We got a bobblehead night. Bobblehead is, and it's at the end of the season. It's yeah, Quinteller ain't going to waste that bobblehead money. They've been ordered. <laughs> it's in April. So uh, that would be weird. But I, I'm not sure who it would be. I don't have like a, like a, you know, a definite number two guy to be likely traded i think the wolves do have a lot of big men that could be moved as well a lot of this depends on where peck comes into to um this picture maybe it is peck who will also be traded but i could see another big being moved whether it be someone smaller like rudez or or possibly adrian Payne. i don't know peck's not an expiring right he's got a couple years left yeah i would hate i would hate to see rudez go i i would like to see adrian Payne go to be honest like i would is he yeah maybe uh, so uh like i was saying my friend matthew Palm, he listens to the podcast shout out to paul shout out to Matt. thanks for listening Mm -hmm. we watch games together because we live in the same house the the (laughs) duplex i live on the top floor he lives downstairs watch games together he's like learning basketball he's a nba he's an nfl aficionado you know he knows a lot about football he's currently soaking up the nba like a sponge and yeah and he's he's learning so every time we watch a game together it's a new team he says give me you know the report on this team give me the <laughs> give me the little scouting report and when he talks about our own players too he asked me a lot of questions and he asked me about adrian Payne, and i had to explain to him like i don't like the minutes he's getting i think he should be getting he should be our fourth strain power forward right now like kg uh bielitsa and Rudej should all be getting minutes ahead of Adrian Payne. And I told him, I basically had to tell him, like, the reason why we haven't traded him and the reason why we still have to give him minutes and we can't just cut him is because we traded a first-round draft pick for him, and it was one of Flip's moves, too. So, like, you have to at least... Like trust Flip's plan and respect a Flip. you got to be like, we at least have to give him minutes and see if his vision had something there. But, I mean, it looks like, because we talked about a lot of Flip's decisions at the time. People hated the Shabazz pick and the Gorgie pick. They thought we should have taken Trey Burke. Yeah. And there's a lot of other moves that Flip made that we a lot of people rolled their eyes at, and they turned out good over time. So, like, I feel that's like why, that's the only reason we still have hope. That's the only reason we We're still like, have hope well, for AP. If Flip believed in him, maybe Flip saw something that we don't. 
But it's I've said this bad before right on the show, but uh, Tom Izzo told Flip about something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I think. So we'll, he, we'll see. He's old. He's old for a second year player. Yeah. And he doesn't seem like he's getting it. And I would rather his minutes go to any of the other power forwards we have. So if you want to package him in a deal with Kevin Martin, I guess we would be selling low on something we traded a first round draft pick for. But at the same point, like you got to you cut your losses at some point. You can't. Yeah, and just, the Wolves have so many young guys. You, you can't just keep them all. So I think one, maybe one of the young guys will also either be the in the thing. same deal or in a different deal. Neil, who on this team? I, we have a lot of power forwards. Who on this team is the starting power forward once KG re- retires? I mean, it's not Bielitsa right now. He played well to start the season, but he's you know he's down, so that might be a trade target. I uh, it's pie in the sky, but or I saw a draft it, target. I, yeah, a draft target for sure for next year. I saw Kevin Martin tr- tr- trade machine uh, oh, sure. possibility for uh, do anything with that <laughs> for uh, um, uh, the the Marcus brother the the Morris oh, the Mar- Morris Mar- Marcus Markeef uh, who is Morris. the better the better Morris so I don't of the more I I don't know I mean I think Phoenix would be interested in Kevin Martin but I don't know we won't take a more eye until we sell ownership Glenn Taylor <laughs> does not take anyone on the team who has a checkered history we'll see about you know uh, Glenn Taylor's not going to have anyone who's outgoing litigation against them yeah that's trouble. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, we'll see how that all goes. Uh, got a couple uh, months till the trade deadline actually happens. But, but Neil uh, has called it. Not only Kevin Martin, there will be a different one player more. moved. One more, at least one more. I can see it happening. We'll see about all that. Predicted is now in the books. We have predicted, um, you know, some possibilities. Those things. Sam Mitchell's going to be the coach next year, and Kevin Martin and one other player will not be under his tutelage next year because they will be traded away. We'll keep you updated on those, even if it's not until the end of the season. That's when we'll find. That's when we'll figure well, it out. Yours has, the, until then. yours has the trade, <laughs> trade deadline to expire. Yeah, you know, mine right. mine won't be answered until next season next begins. Year, next year, yeah, <laughs> or until we give them a big old contract when during the NBA playoffs. Uh, thank you for listening to us predict things. We have one more segment to get to. It is, of course, a game. That's how we wrap things up on this show. So I be- feel like we had our sponsor from Salty Smitch's Sour Drops and Smalty, Salty Smitch Candy Bars in the wrong week. I feel like yeah. he's gotten even saltier since. I think he's turned it around ever since. He was nice this week after the Denver true. game. You That's know? true. A little nicer. I think PR might have. I think the Wolf Timberwolves PR might have had a conversation with him. Yeah. Yeah. That, good call. Anyway, keep on listening. We'll be right back with one more segment. It's Timberwolves, the podcast. Welcome back to the show. One more segment. We'd like to end on a game because just it's a podcast about the NBA. The NBA is a game. And so we felt like if this was a game, game on game, it makes sense thematically (laughs) to have competitions in a podcast about the ultimate men's competition for basketball. That's right. That's right. We do have a game. Scott's going to quiz me today. Scott, how's it going to go? Oh, I got a good one. Yep. So we record this on Thursday night. I'm shattering the illusion because you're downloading this on Friday morning. Or let's be honest, some of you listen to this on Sunday afternoon. Right, that's okay. But after I get done recording this podcast here, I'm going to leave and go see the new Star Wars film. Wow, that's great. Tonight's the night. It's uh, it's opening. Scott, you get to see it on Thursday night. I'm going on Sunday. It's, I got some uh, butterflies in my stomach when we're I said both that. big Star Wars fact, fans. I'm excited. Kind of got to wrap the pot up so I can leave and go. Yeah, so we got to hurry it let's up. Let's go ahead and do this game. Here's the game. It's called... NBA player or Star Wars character. All right. I'm going to give you a list of names, Neil. You're going to tell me whether it's an NBA player or a Star Wars character. <laughs> will you keep score for yourself? I will. I okay, will, good. Will, will. Because I'm going to be too wrapped up in this. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start with one that I hope is easy. Mm, okay. Ekpe Udo. 
Ekpe Udo. Wow. Um, Udo. Uda sounds like Star Wars. I'm gonna go Star Wars. Ooh, darn. I thought we were starting on an easy one. I should have started with one of the more American sounding <laughs> names. Oh. FK Udo played for the Warriors from 2010 to 2011. Udo, I don't know that name. He okay. averaged three points and two rebounds in 14 minutes a game. Sure sounds like Star Wars to me. It does. <laughs> How about this next one? 0 for 1. Ui Blob. Ui Blob. I said that wrong. Ui Blab. Ui Blab. Wow, I mean, we could get into trouble trying to figure out where this is from. Uh, I'm going Star Wars again. Star Wars? No, you're over <laughs> two right now. Uwe Blab, of Uwe course, Blab. played for five years in the NBA of from course. 85 to 90. <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't do active players because you know all the active players. You know, I couldn't do active players. Okay, here's our third one. Mm -hmm. Panda Baba. Panda Baba. Panda. 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 Panda Baba. I've never heard of this name before. I'm going to keep with my guesses of Star Wars. That's good. I wasn't going <laughs> to okay, go three yes. NBA players in a row for you. Yes. I thought I could lure you in with two weird names and then trick you on Panda. He's an Aquailish mercenary who, in A New Hope, you might remember him. He gets his arm cut off in the Moss Eisley Cantina. Oh. He's arguing with Luke, and Ben Kenobi slices off that arm. <laughs> Amazing. A okay. classic. Number four, Owen Lars. Owen Lars? I'm pretty sure that's like Luke's uncle. That is Luke's uncle. Good is job. It? Yeah. yeah. Terrific. That's good. Luke's un uncle. Uncle Owen. Uncle Lars. Amperu. Uncle Lars. We had the Amperu action figure. She comes with a glass of blue milk, you know, because she got that blue milk on uh, tattooing, you know? Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a great accessory. Cups. Are there any Wolves players in this? No. No, there are no Wolves players. Although I thought about Gugliata. But I, the Wolves players are too easy. You're going to know all the Wolves players. <laughs> now you if know? you go back to 88. Oh, candy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But they all had much more Americanized names back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up we got Wang Zhizhi. Wang Zhizhi, oh yeah, I think, I believe he pronounced it Zhu Zhu. Zhu Zhu, but yeah, I should played, have looked it up. Yeah, Asian guy, that uh, um, NBA player. Yeah, Mavericks sure. Clippers Heat for five years from 2000 to 05, seven foot center. When I was in uh, middle school, I thought uh, his jersey was hilarious because, you know, when you have Zhu a Zhu. Chinese, no, when you have a Chinese, uh, you know, player, their first name is on the back. Oh. Simply said, Wang. Wang. Oh, that's great. That's terrific. I hope they do that with uh, Beyond Ho Park when he comes for the Twins next year. Beyond no. All right, here we go. Let's finish it up. Last one. Star Wars character or NBA player, Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. That definitely Star Wars. Yes, that is the lizard who sits on Jabba's lap and goes. <laughs> Salacious. He's a Muppet. He's a Muppet. Salacious B Crumb. Oh, like actually. a little rat guy. Yeah, exactly. One. I call you a winner. You, Thank you. You could play triumphant Star Wars music right now uh, when you edit this. I'm putting pressure <laughs> on you. you. You don't have to put the Imperial March in. You could put, if it was my su suggestion, it would be the music the Ewoks play at Return of the Jedi after this Death Star's blown up and they're playing the drums. The final celebration. Yeah. Do, I like do, that. Do, do, do. It's a great jam. It's such it's a, a good jam. jam. One of my favorites. That's going to do it for our show this week, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been episode six of Timberwolves, the podcast. Really appreciate you um, giving us a listen, subscribing to our show in iTunes or just listening on SoundCloud. That's really nice of you. Thank and you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Write an iTunes review for us. Uh, the two people, we had two new ones come in, sent out the first shirt to somebody who did the review last week. We were looking for him. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have two more reviews. And so contact us on our Twitter. We'll send you out t shirts. You'll get an Alexi Shved t shirt. 
That's right. It's a deep cut. It's a B-side for only the deep Timberwolves fans. If you write a positive iTunes review for us, make it a positive jam, just That's like right. Craig Finn would like you to do. It's a wonderful shirt. It's American Apparel. Nice, bright red shirt featuring the last name of a player who no longer plays in the NBA. A terrific design that was underappreciated <laughs> from Neil. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all again, or at least talk to you all again next week. I hope you all have a good time. And then we'll have our Christmas Day episode, so you have something to listen to on Christmas Day. I know some people have awkward family time on Christmas Day, so we'll have an episode for you. We'll we drop will on Christmas have a show Day. next week. And that way you'll have something to listen to as you watch five straight NBA games all day long and piss off your family Can't wait. about it. Can't so wait. until then, everybody, I hope you take care, and I hope that you remember, I was going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Oh.